Monday Morning Football on Pro Football Ireland. The second part of this podcast is beautiful Monday morning. Michael McQuaid is out of by Connor Mangan. Michaela not here today. She'll be back this week. So we're going to preview. Um, we're we're going to preview Monday Night Football on Monday. Ironically, well so do watch out for that late podcast coming in. If the if the wife or the husband's watching Emmerdale and you want to get out of the room, there may be a podcast coming for you. So shout out to Michaela and shout out to everyone that watches. this. Connor Mangan, my man. I've already said hello to you. I'm not. I'm not going to insult your intelligence. Let's let's go straight into this. Um, I think the biggest thing from Sunday, really, and it's funny because the team was what one and five. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's any other team we wouldn't be having this conversation. But I I wrote an article during the week for the Irish Star US. Shout out to the lads there, and I just sort of saying you know like about what the Patriots had to do to overline the week against the Bills. And even whenever I was typing the article, I was like, they're not going to over the line. They're going to get humped here. They have a chance. And I'll hold my hand up. I thought that the whole time, only because of just how they started the season, Connor, and the drop down and what they've had with Bill Belichick and this whole team offensively. You know, Bill O'Brien has not had a very good start. The quarterback situation has not been pleasing to them at all. And I don't think anybody really gave them a chance today against Buffalo. That mm-hmm. being said, though, they had a day. And they had a day indeed where the offensive line really went to town gave Mac Jones more time, allowed him to make more decisions. They were efficient in the running game and they ran the ball not that much, but when they had to, they'd done it at the right times. Their defense stayed up, did not let Josh Allen really, apart from a couple of occasions, have a big moment in the game. But, you know, more so, um, two o'clock today, so Sunday, Connor, the word gets out from like Dove Dov Kleeman and Ian Rappaport and apparently Bill Belichick signed a multi-year extension in the offseason and all this talk is bollocks. He's not going anywhere. So just just your general thoughts on New England, firstly. That was a great game for, for the Patriots. And I, I know there's a lot of Patriots fans in Ireland. Jeff Reinbold thinks I'm at the point now where I'm too negative on New England. So I hold my hands up publicly on this podcast. I thought they did a great job on Sunday. Fair play to them. And again, as somebody that's going to see them, please God, in a few weeks in Germany. I want to see him go up, up, up. So yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, don't be on, uh, don't be in just bad books. Like you got to change that around. Um, if I can, so last Monday, October sixteenth, Cowboys are playing the Chargers. Okay, it was actually quite a big game. A lot of people were talking about it a lot. This is actually a very interesting game. Cowboys looked amazing at the beginning of the season, but maybe are looking a little bit for some reason a bit flat the two games before then a lot of people fancy the Chargers think Justin Herbert is one of the best quarterbacks in the league has lots of weapons um, offensively with him and just in general they look like a very very tidy team um, despite playing in a city that don't even support them but that's okay Um, and what I saw in that game is I saw a quarterback who is um, largely overpaid in my opinion just on Dak Prescott and I thought he played very, very well, very well when his offensive line gave him loads of time. I didn't think he was actually that mobile, a little bit, like he was moving decently well for a bigger guy. I think he should be actually, for a bigger, more athletic guy, I think he should be doing a little bit better. But his offensive line, when he had time, he was 100% making the pass. And there's multiple, multiple passes where there was pressure on him, but it was it was tough for him because they were either second and long or they were like third and eight or third and seven. And he had a lot of passes that he missed because his offensive line couldn't protect him enough. Now, fair play to the Chargers going after him. Their D-line is absolutely class. 
um, really put a lot of pressure on them. Towards the end of the game, when they scored, it was basically Dak sitting in the pocket for you know two to two to four and a half seconds with loads of time to make things happen. And what I saw uh, today was I saw a quarterback who maybe like Dak Prescott was like largely overhyped, but maybe not. I don't know what people generally think of Mac Jones anymore. Um, I know he was he's been going through kind of a rough go at it, but um, after today, it's kind of hard to judge him on it. But I did think, I think what you think, Michael, is their offensive line won them the game and they um they gave him lots of time to be able to do what he needed to do and then on top of that i think um uh, it was a stevenson and and born um just did very very well and gave him lots of options and gave the team kind of lots of uh, momentum kind of going forward it's funny uh, they had the hall of fame ceremony this week in new england a guy called mike Vrabel was there on his bye week oh yeah i mean how is that even allowed him sitting this high craft who's in the same conference. Oh, it's a whole, whole different conversation. Uh, but uh, Dante Scarnaccia, I'm going to pronounce Dante's surname completely wrong. He was there. And it's just ironic that they improved the offensive line in time for him coming in. But, you know, going into week seven, the Patriots had the second worst defensive line and the third worst offensive line in the league. Per pro football focus, our friends over there, shout out to Sam Monson. Didn't happen today. And Mac Jones literally came out after, after the game, Connor, and said, you know, when I have time, I can go and read the offense how we're supposed to. And, for Mac Jones to publicly come out in support of his teammates and thank them, I think says a lot. A lot of Patriots fans now believe that they may have their guy in Mac Jones and if they can build around him, that's fine. I think for me, it's 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 going to be a situation now where, yes, they beat the Buffalo Bills today, but you know, this is not a one-game season. I Look, I know that the Patriots and the Patriots fans know that, but they now need to go and back it up. They've got a game against the Dolphins next week which is in Miami it's very very difficult to play in Miami never mind the Heat everything else um, you know we're, we're recording this pre-Sunday Night Football if Miami beat Philadelphia and Philly they have to be the number one seed contender in my opinion if it, it like in terms of the AFC in my opinion if if Miami go and beat Buffalo sorry go, go and beat Philly tonight on Sunday Night Football Monday morning now. I think that sets a serious marker down, not just for the AFCs, but for the AFC. But they've then got the Commanders, and then they've got the, they've obviously got the Colts in Germany, and then they've got the Giants. You've got three to four to five games there where you can pick up certain wins, even if the, not a lot of people are going to be expecting them to win next week, for example. But mm-hmm. you, you can just keep chopping away at that. We've seen an improved offensive performance this evening. So time will tell. Let's see what happens. But, you know, one thing they really struggled on was points and the confidence that Mac Jones had, and that's definitely come back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I hundred percent sure. I just like it's, it, it was weird too because when Mac Jones had came out last week, the they they seemed to almost play a little bit better. Um, but I mean, it it, it worked for them today. I thought they put up a, an incredible effort. Um, I mean, the Bills are no joke. I don't care. I, I don't care if they're like on a bit of a slip or whatever. But like, it was amazing to win that. And I thought they'd almost kind of thrown her away, but they kind of seemed to like just claw their way back into it. I'm just impressed with the the effort and the kind of belief in in what they were doing um, and kind of their schemes. They were running schemes that they were kind of looked like they were very sure of it, very organized. Um, which obviously just goes down to like very good coaching and very good film work from um, the players and the coaches and the staff. Um, looking at their next games, I mean, 
Dolphins is very tough. So this is where this is where I get into my my who are the trap teams, who are the good teams, who are the middle teams that aren't going to do anything, and who are the bad teams. So if you look at the Dolphins, they're one of the great teams. So let's expect to lose that. The Commanders, I think the Patriots at the moment would think like, okay, we're going to be the Commanders. Commanders are a trap team. You're betting. Don't bet. Do not bet against the Commanders. Why, why are they a trap team? They're a trap team because they're good but they're not that good. They're, they're a team full of Ronan Pattersons. <laughs> you know, they're a team full of guys. They are good. They've, they've got, they've got good rushers. They got good, um, they got good receivers. I think defensively they're strong. I think Sam Howell's actually, you know, playing above his, his bars. He's playing very consistent. Um, but you wouldn't say like, Oh, I think they're going to go and win a, win a conference championship. I think they're going to go and maybe get to the Super Bowl. Um, you, you just wouldn't, but I think, and so some teams I think would assume that they're going to be able to beat them. Some of the better teams are on, on a roll, but I would call them a trap team because of that, because they're they're dangerous to play against. The Colts, we don't know what the Colts are in two weeks. We don't know what they're going to be like. They, they've they just lost their their, um, their starting quarterback. They got Jonathan Taylor back, so we'll see how they do. And then they go play the Giants. If Daniel Jones isn't playing, then the Giants are a trap team. If Daniel Jones play, is playing, sure. then the Giants are a bad team. That's how that's how I kind of get into that. But uh, Barkley and the other weapons, the Giants' weapons are are actually playing very very good. Waller as well, so that would be interesting. So that's why I see for the Patriots. I see actually kind of um, as you said there, they kind they kind of have an up and down kind of as you said they they can definitely pick up some points. But there's a couple there's there's tricky games ahead of them. It doesn't look like there is. There's the Dolphins, and then they're kind of like okay, well then we got you know Commanders, Colts, or uh, Commanders, Colts, and Giants. So we can definitely pick up maybe like two out of three. They could easily go 0 for 3 in those. Or they could go 3 and 0 in those games. And then we're really talking, you know, their business. So that's the way I look at it anyway. No, I, I, think, you're, I think you're bang on. I think a lot of Patriots fans will feel that it's, it's, it's really came back a wee bit tonight, which is great for them because I think it's it? been a very, very difficult few weeks for them. What, what was your thoughts on the Bills? Because the Bills obviously got through the game just about last week against the Giants. Now tonight, as I yawn, excuse me, um, Luck New England had a good game, but the Bills are the, the Bills are a better team. And they've been struggling a bit now the last few weeks. Do you feel that they may not be the contender that we all thought they were? Or do you think they're just going through a bit of a rough period at the minute? So if I'm using this weird ranking system, which I haven't made up yet or even uh, quantified, I would say the Bills are still a good team. They're not that middle team yet. They're still a very good team. I would absolutely hate to play against them and not a trap game way. I would just hate to play against the Bills. Um, they, there's a, they have too much going for them. They have too much going for them uh, offensively, defensively. Like I was the same as you. I think you took the words out of my mouth when you said the Bills are just a better team. But the Patriots won and the Bills are losing football games. So... I, like I, I don't really, I don't really know the answer, but there seems to be, there seems to be something kind of off, that or something not clicking. You know, there was kind of a um, pre-talk about, you know, maybe Josh Allen isn't as good as a quarterback. Like he's a great player, he's a, he's an excellent athlete, but maybe he's not as good of a quarterback, like strictly, strictly quarterback, as many people thought he was, because he picks up a ton of yards. I think I talked a little bit about this in a preseason talk. He picks up a lot of yards when he when he can run, he can spin out of danger and he can kind of do other sort of things, which makes him look 
a little bit better and then he gets extra yards and he feels better about himself so then he tries the pass and he feels more confident and he's like maybe he's a guy who rides a bit on confidence at least there's some sometimes that's the things i see um so when he's not able to do that and he's kind of on the losing streak, it kind of compounds and so now like as we would have said you know probably like i think we all said top five team in the nfl buffalo bills right like at the beginning of the season or somewhere close to that um even people who don't like the bills i think would have said that but they're they're losing big games. They're losing important NFL games in what's like obviously looking like it's going to be a tight season because there's, there's people playing you know out of their skins one week and then terrible next week. So you need to win games. So I don't know, Michael. You tell me. So Are the Bills contenders? contenders? That's Are the Bills doing. contenders? I don't know. I don't know. Like. It's. It, I think. It, I think. It's, I think it's okay to agree. And I don't know. I think people listening. Do you know? If you're asking yourself right now, do you know whether they're contenders or not? Tell me. Well, give me. You, you, give me great reasons why. Give me great you're reasons. You're with this, Connor, because people have literally just like like honestly, God. So like people have got, like tweeted into this broadcast saying, um, Chris Chris Cairns, who is from Belfast. Hi, Chris. Or how is formed by? Detroit and Buffalo are not Super Bowl contenders, according to Chris. Um, Cronzy says the Lions are not what they seemed. Dr. Neil says, hi, Neil. Not what they seem today, anyway. Four yeah. and two for the Steelers, flattering. But we, we, we heard as well. Yes, the previous. good point, actually, Doctor. Yeah, those seem kind of flattering. Like, and they, they, they seem to be picking up, um, they're, they're, they're picking up wins where they shouldn't be picking up wins. And they don't seem like they're an amazing team, but they're doing quite well. So, I mean... You, you were at that game in Pittsburgh two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, and that that they, was a topsy-turvy, like a quiet game that could have went any way, any direction. It, it just feels like they wake up in the fourth quarter, man. Or is it just me? No, you're you're dead right. And for some reason, like, like Kenny Pickett looks like he can't play football sometimes. Like, it looks like he can't do it. Like, and I don't I don't mean to be negative on him, but like sometimes, and I don't know if it's the rest of the team around him, whether they, they kind of shut down, maybe his line kind of shuts down around him, or he just, maybe their, their, their schemes are figured out. But sometimes you're looking at him and like, God, like this can't be our starting quarterback. And you know, everyone says like fire candidate and all that sort of stuff in the in the stands. Everyone's, everyone's shouting it. Um, they hate their offensive coordinator. I'm not sure if that's it. I just don't know if Kenny Pickett is like, you know, you go from Ben Roethlisberger, this massive character, massive human being in general very good quarterback like oddly nimble fridge looking person and he's a great quarterback and then you go to kenny pickett like i just don't see if i'm the steelers and i'm just you know legendary organization like legendary like the whole heart the whole thing is quite amazing if you're going to dive into the steelers fully recommend it like family-owned like football team that's just like oozing with passion and energy and character and and heart and you should have a quarterback who's like everything to you like he needs to be he needs to be everything that tj watt you need a quarterback kind of like tj watt with enough character and heart and quality and and b- being brilliant and I, I don't know if i see that with kenny pick but they're winning football games they beat the rams they beat the rams who have matthew stafford they have cooper cup and they have Nasua, and they have all these amazing things in this billion-dollar stadium that they can't get any fans to go to, and they beat them. So, what do I know? Kenny Pickett is is amazing. He's the best quarterback in the league. Whatever, cool. A uh, couple of quick ones from me. Love that, by the way. That, look, that was a massive win for the Steelers. I will recap it with Jeff Monday night, and I'm going to give a 
a shameful plug to the Irish Steelers podcast. It'll be on this week. We might talk about the game. Obviously, we will. So please do check it out if you can, folks. I'm and sure real quick, Connor, I don't, the, uh, what, what, the Kelly saying? Green, the Kelly Green uniform for the Eagles. They're wearing that tonight. Now, we're, we're recording this pre-Sunday Night Football. How sexy are those uniforms? Absolutely gorgeous. I absolutely love them. That the the color the color really does make it the Kelly Green. Um if you're in a car or whatever, definitely don't Google this while you're in your car, but um wherever you get get your destination, Google and have a look at it. It's absolutely gorgeous. It does look really, really well. You know, there's a lot you can do with NFL uniforms and those ones. Mwah. Tasty. I know you want to talk about your man Dan. We have to get him on soon, man. Um I want to talk I want to talk about flag. my man Dan wearing his Irish flag on his helmet i absolutely love it daniel one day for the parish the first ever active irish-born player ever to wear a decal and for people wondering about this in week seven and week in week eight um nfl players coaches staff they wear a decal of their of, of their country or country of heritage um so for this week and next week we'll see dan rocking the tricolor bill balachik will have a croatian flag i think on the side of his polo shirt so it's it's pretty cool no, I love it. I love it. Um, when I was playing in my season, I bought a decal from uh, Dollarama and I stuck it onto the back of my helmet uh, and didn't ask anyone because I didn't want permission because if they said no, I would have been very upset. And no, no one is none the wiser. But Mr. Whelan is doing great. To be honest, uh, Michael, he's one of the best holders in the league. And I know holding is about like, you know, snapping and holding gets absolutely no love, no attention. Like it's less attention than the, the work that linemen do. And the work that linemen do is everything, by the way. The whole game does not work. You're a terrible quarterback if you don't have a good line. Um, everything like that. So Daniel Whelan is an excellent holder. I've been watching him a lot. He's absolutely outstanding. He's really helping out Carlton, although he did miss one today. Had absolutely nothing to do with Daniel. Um, but Daniel had three punts, averaged 51.7. Two of them were inside the 20, so that's two of his three punts. That's an amazing day. He punted for 155 yards um, off only three punts, so he didn't have a whole lot of work to do. Uh, held for, for, for two field goals. Um, and yeah, he's, he's, looking, he's looking more and more comfortable all the time. He's really finding his feet. Um, and now he gets to wear the Irish flag in him. So delighted for, for Mr. Whelan. And yeah, hopefully we can get him on here uh sooner rather than later i'm in spain next week so give him a wee text maybe we'll we'll get him on after the germany games give him some proper time i think that would be good so yeah i will touch i will touch base with him and see and then the, the the other thing i did want to i did want to talk about not to go totally away from from mr whelan but to go stay for it, in, run. in the special teams hemisphere uh my my good my my dear friend young way ku um who also i think uh, he was didn't even second. look his South Korea flag. Yeah, he he did not look. If you did not see this, uh, the Atlanta Falcons beat Tampa Buccaneers in Tampa. Um, the ending was actually amazing. Uh, they Tampa Bay scored with about a minute and a half left ish, maybe a little bit less. Um, then the Falcons actually screwed up and got gave the ball back to Tampa Bay. Then Tampa Bay threw an interception to give it back to the Falcons. The Falcons got within. Uh, field goal range about 30 seconds young way stepped up from 51 i believe and absolutely nailed it and what michael mcquade is talking about is he smashed the ball and in proper style the ball was about halfway towards the field goal post and no one in the stadium thought he was going to miss especially mr Koo. 
ball went through the middle. He was already walking towards the bench and walking. He was not running. Players were running towards him. He took off his helmet. They, you know, Turan, game winner. He is he is the game-winning stud. The, the man cannot miss a game-winning field goal. He is as clutch as they come. Um, he only moved to, to the States when he was like 11 or 12 years old. Didn't even speak a word of English. Had to go to ESL and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then he's smashing 51-yard game-winning field goal since Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a grass field from 51 yards out. Stunning. I mean, it's funny because I was literally going to mention this game very quickly, so you're just beautifully side, side-tracking us in here. Um, it, look, if you went and looked at the score, you think, oh, it wasn't a great game. It was a really intriguing game because, um, first off, like that catch that Kyle Pitts had, if people haven't seen it, he catches, catches the ball like from behind his back without seeing like he has to turn around but then he uses his arm to like bring it around him and like how in the hell did he do that like one-handed catch it's probably the catch of the year like it's unreal but kyle pitts had a decent game as well i actually really enjoyed this game connor because i thought especially in the first first two quarters that we're going to get a high scoring game here because it started off very very fast they went down a bit and yeah look the bucks went on a field goal in the end I just felt like Baker could take him to the next level in the, in the second third quarter, and he didn't. Uh, but the Falcons have got a decent team there, man. Definitely. Um, I think a lot of people might rule him out, but Algier looks good. Um, like he started unbelievably hot and has maybe been a little bit quiet. Um, Ritter looks good, not not like the the top top tier, but he he definitely looks good. Uh, really liked uh, Drake London. He, he's he's a He's a great receiver, um, and yeah, I I I, I like the Falcons because they they have well. I mean, I obviously like him because Ku's there, um, but when you have that kind of like, he's almost like having a safety net that if you know if you're just like somewhere close, and we get him within 55, 60 yards, it's like we're definitely going to make it. And the pressure's on you, and that's when the other team starts panicking. That's when Tampa Bay starts panic panicking that Dustin Hopkins had an unbelievable game too he absolutely mashed a 58 yarder as I said at the beginning or in the previous podcast um absolutely played amazing so it's um they have a good team and I sort of agree with you like I think Tampa should be better but I think this maybe is why Baker Mayfield hasn't made it and maybe the other teams he was in because he is the guy until something like that happens third and fourth quarter where he just kind of becomes not the guy and he just doesn't make it happen you know what I mean? He just like he can't get he can't seem to get over that a little bit. He'll have a couple of great games and then kind of pull back like he did. See so many weapons. I mean, Mike Evans is just unreal. He's a, he's amazing. He's just so easy to pass. To be tall, he's he's like a basketball player um, playing football. He's just great to pass it. Like five quarterback, it's 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 class to have him there. Um, but yeah, I kind of thought they would they would kind of take it too. Like I did not think the Falcons were going to win that game. A couple of things. Um, next week, the clocks, something happens to the clocks. I don't know if it was that. Presumably go back here, which means it starts earlier, which is class. Fall forward, spring forward. That's what I say. Is that what it is? No, I just made that up. I think it's... Uh... <laughs> I, I, I genuinely, I think they go back. I think Fall they go back, back first. spring forward. Is it... And then you like you boys are waiting like two weeks or a week and then it's back to normal again. I, I, yeah. I will say... Um, I'm off on Monday, heading to Spain. So I looked there now and I was like, oh, hopefully there's a decent Sunday night football next week. Bears commander, or sorry, Bears chargers. 
Not good. There is Sunday night football. <laughs> there is. Might not be good, but it is on. We we got to record a wee bit earlier. Here, obviously, there's a number of things we have. We've barely talked about the late window, the Chiefs beating the Chargers, the Broncos beating the Packers, and really interesting then. Yeah, is Chiefs, there anything else I, that you'd like to add, Connor, and me and Jeff will food on Monday night? Just just really quick really quick. I mean the, the Chiefs the Chiefs pulled away. I mean the Chiefs it's just very hard. Um you almost feel like you're playing a basketball game against them. It's like if if, if you score offensively, if you score a three or a two pointer, you come back, the other team scores. And then you go back and the other team scores and then go back and the other team scores. And once one team gets a stop, then the other team starts to pull away. I feel like the Chiefs always go back and score. They always go back and score. So if you don't keep with them when they're doing that for like three plus quarters, because the four quarter, anything can happen. Okay. Like nothing is real. We all live in simulation. Four quarter, anything can happen. So you can get, if you can get there and be there with them, I think that's how you beat them. That's where they panicked a lot easier said than done, but they just started pulling away. I mean, the Chargers are a very good football team and the Chiefs beat them well. Now, obviously Taylor Swift was there. So, you know, you kind of have horseshoes up your ass if you're Travis Kelsey. So you can just do anything, but that's what I kind of, I, I think the Chiefs are going to be very hard to beat. I think they're definitely Super Bowl contenders. Never ruled them out. Um, that That's obvious. Then we're going to have the Dolphins and the Eagles right afterwards. Dolphins and Eagles, I would both say Super Bowl contenders too. They both looked good. So um, we're in kind of some exciting times. Let's run through quickly the other games. Uh, Commanders and Giants. The Giants are pulling wins out of their ass. I don't know how they're doing it. Um, I know we can talk about that a lot. Um, the Bears are finally winning some games now that Justin Fields is injured, which doesn't make any sense, but they're doing it. But the Raiders are kind of looking worse and worse and worse. Raiders, I think, went from what I thought like a mid-team to top team to they're just a bad team. They're not even a trap team anymore. They're just, I, I, I'd be happy to play the Raiders. Um, and uh, what else we touch on? Cardinals and Seahawks. Seahawks went 20 to 10. Geno Smith was looking quite well. And DK Metcalf actually didn't play. So I... I actually sort of thought the Cardinals might might pip that because the Cardinals kind of being like a quietly good team, but maybe just not that good. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see tonight. And then tomorrow's going to be a, a great game too. Um, you know, Debo Samuel's out. And McCaffrey, we will see. I'm not sure if he's ruled out yet or not, or if he is playing. Um, so we got two more great games left in the week. Um, and I think that will kind of give us a much clearer picture of who is really kind of going to go to distance and who's not. Love it, man. You've summed it up beautifully. So all I'm going to say is uh, thank you for your time. I know I know you're a busy man. You've got dinner waiting for you. Hopefully see you in uh, in Germany in a few weeks. Who knows? We'll see. Hopefully. Are, are you going over to Germany? Like, I'm just asking this publicly. But are you going over? What's the crack? TBC? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. There's a couple of things you oh, have to kind of figure that. out. Um, okay. Life, life in Conor Mangan's world is busy these days. So I just got to kind of. Uh, oh, so basically, I, I should probably shut up right now. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Here. Talk about tea um, some more, Michael. If you start living in Germany, this is going to be hard on a Sunday night. But w- w- as always, w- w- we'll get it done. Um, here, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for everyone watching listening to this we're back jeff's on monday night on video tuesday morning on the podcast i think tbc i think there's going to be a special with me and michaela going through uh recapping the dolphins against the eagles and looking ahead to connor's husband kirk cousins against the niners and monday night football so we'll chat to you soon folks have a lovely monday send us some coffee on x good night